0: Hey guys, today we're in for a special treat we have with us Dr. Davey Rigsby. Uh, he is the owner of Rigsby Family Chiropractic here in Jacksonville, Texas. If you at any point during this episode are interested in finding him, you can go to Rigsby Chiro, R-I-G-S-B-Y-C-H-I-R-O.com. He has his links to his Facebook, his Twitter, his YouTube, kind of anywhere you want to find him. Um, those are all on his website, and I will have that linked in the show notes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from Dr. Rigsby. This is a really good episode. I'm super pumped about it. And let's roll the intro music and hear from Dr. Rigsby. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Question at Hand. Today, we are joined by a special guest. Um, This is my chiropractor, Dr. Rigsby. I've been... How long have I been going? Eight years I've been coming to you, I think? Yeah, at least. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, Chiropractic health, I believe, is really important. Um, You know, it's something that you don't necessarily think that you may need, but once you start going, you're like yeah, this definitely helps me to feel better and be mentally more aware and different things like that. So, um, today we're joined by Dr. Rigsby and would you like to kind of give your background and chiropractic care and schooling and stuff?
1: Sure. Um, so I'll start off initially. I really grew up wanting to be a chiropractor. I, you know, my mom and dad, they weren't chiropractors or anything, but one of my best friend's dad's growing up was a chiropractor. So literally from like the eighth grade on, I I knew that that's something that I wanted to do. And it wasn't like a big aha moment or anything like that. And people ask me all the time, but there's like three reasons. One is I knew that Dr. Wojtek, I knew that he helped a lot of people. I knew he was able to do that without cutting on them and giving them lots of drugs and medications. And I knew that he made a really good living for his family. And I was like, man, I could probably do that. So fast forward, you know, 30 plus years. Yeah, here we are. Um, did my undergrad at A&M, graduated there, met my wife at A&M, and then we moved up to Dallas and went to Parker College of Chiropractic there, graduated in May of 2008. And I associated with another chiropractor, another doctor up there for almost a year. And then we moved here to Jacksonville. And this past April, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary being here. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, so, I,
0: I mean, I guess you kind of answered my first question about what got you interested in chiropractic care.
1: Um, but uh, what did you say your undergrad was in at a <laughs> So it has nothing to do with chiropractic, but I got my degree in ag development which looking back was really, really good because it was more of relationship building and personal growth and development and communications and being able to communicate simply with people, which is something that I do every single day now. So looking back hindsight, it was like spot on for what I'm doing now, but at the time, and again, that was one of my dreams too growing up is I always wanted to graduate from A&M and it didn't really matter what I got my degree in. I just wanted to graduate from A&M. So I did a bunch of like my basic science stuff and everything at Blinn there in Bryan, uh, which was good as well too, because it was very one-on-one. I mean, you know, it wasn't like 300 kids to one chemistry professor or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it, you know, hindsight 2020, it worked out extremely well for everything that we do every single day here.
0: Oh, cool. Uh, I, I think that, you wanting to be a chiropractor because you saw that your friend's dad helped people is like a testament to you and your personality because I feel like you are a very genuine person and just want to kind of help everyone that you can. So I think chiropractic uh, is definitely something that you are well suited for. Um, So I guess I just kind of want to know why that you think chiropractic care is important. I mean, there may be some people listening to this that are scared of going to the chiropractor because I know that that's kind of a common misconception. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe you'd like to dispel that myth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Again, that's a conversation that we have almost daily here in the office, but we got to take a step back and and like have just a basic understanding of the way that our body works and how our body functions. So not controversial, not mythical, anything like that. We've got one system inside of our body that truly controls everything called our nerve system composed of our brain our spinal cord and all the nerves that are connected to it that allow our body to function and work exactly like it's supposed to. Speeds our heart up whenever we exercise, slows our hearts down after we exercise, speeds our lungs up when we exercise, slows our lungs down after we exercise, allows us to digest our food, absorb our food. I mean, Our nerve system is literally in control of all those processes that are continually happening whether we're conscious of it or not. There's one entrance and one exit out of the spinal canal. So brain comes down, connects to your brain stem, goes down. You've got one spinal cord that's attached to all the nerve roots that come out, that's attached to every single nerve fiber that controls all the functions of your body. That comes through the spine. So fast forwarding now the most important connection between our brain and our body is literally our, our spine, our backbone. And if you look at it, if you take like a step outside of chiropractic and what we do, people will say like the most important things in their business. They're like, this is the backbone of my business. This is the backbone of what we do this. So people inherently have a, have a core understanding of how important the backbone to any operation is. We don't necessarily think of that inside of our own bodies though. Right? So We've got in that backbone that we've already discussed that is absolutely critical for our bodies to work like they're supposed to. We've got 24 movable bones starting with C1 up at the very top and goes all the way down to the very lowest part of our low back. They are movable. So when something moves, it can also be immovable though too, because it can move and then get stuck out of place. One of the easiest analogies that I always use is that we know how important the alignment is on our car. We take you to the shop and our car's out of alignment and our tires have worn out. Well, we can get the tires replaced. But if all we do, all we do is focus on getting those tires replaced, but don't focus on the alignment, I mean, what's eventually going to happen?
0: Yeah, get new tires. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And then those tires will wear out again. Yeah. But if we correct the alignment, if we correct everything and ensure everything is moving and working exactly like it's supposed to, then our car is going to work a whole lot better. That's the same exact thing with us.
0: Except we can't go buy new tires. Exactly. We only have one body.
1: Exactly. Go to the dentist. You can get a tooth replaced. But have you heard of the latest back replacement surgery? No. No not really yeah because there's there's not one yeah yeah we got we got one set of teeth that we have in our lifetime we've got one spine that we have in our lifetime Mm -hmm. so might as well take as good of care of it as we possibly can did that answer your question yeah For sure all right
0: yeah uh, I think it it's definitely seen in sports about how important that chiropractic care is because, I mean, all those top athletes have chiropractors. And um, I know that you said that you know the chiropractor who works with like Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods and mm-hmm. some of those guys, uh, which I thought was really cool. And, you know, Tiger especially needs chiropractic care because he's had back problems and surgeries and all kinds of stuff. And the healthier that he can keep his back, the more ready he'll be for when he has to compete. Um, And I know that Christian, didn't you actually like break your back or something in high school?
2: Yeah, I never got an official diagnosis, but that was one of the, uh, I played tennis in high school. Mm -hmm. Complained about low back ache for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think anything of it. I was 15 years old. And uh, just played through it. And then one morning I felt a pop and then felt, it was like heat in my back. And then I sat down, kept playing. Uh, That pain went away. But the next morning I woke up and I had trouble moving my arms. So we went to, I guess, just a clinic. And uh, then they sent us to a spine specialist. And he was like, okay, high school tennis is over for you. I was a freshman at the time. He said, you're going to need reconstructive surgery if we're lucky you'll be able to play again in seven eight years Um, and never got diagnosed with anything with him went through probably 10 other experts and then finally someone said the ligaments between two of the two of the vertebrae in my back stretched and then it came down and there was a hairline fracture Mm -hmm. well that was two or three months after it happened when they finally said that they go in for a scan can't find the fracture but they said that was most likely what happened um and then even the smallest injury in your back it affected everything Mm -hmm. i couldn't lift my arms above my head for about six months i was in a back brace for about eight months uh and then it's I don't know the the, the tiniest little injury to your low back area can throw absolutely everything off. I had trouble uh, breathing, standing, couldn't stand for very long. It, it's still kind of I'm I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent to this day. Uh, standing for for long periods of time kind of starts to ache, and I'm sure chiropractic adjustments and stuff can can definitely aid that but yeah that was my first experience with chiropractic care and it was a long road of rehab i think i was 9 months w- with no physical activity from that first injury but that was my first experience with did you go see wow. a chiropractor during that time yeah i had to see a chiropractor like okay. 3 times a week I had to leave school early that's when i found out that my pain tolerance is extremely high they so put me on the Tins unit. And uh, I was familiar with Tins unit because my, my dad used it and stuff. But uh, yeah, they kept turning it up and they said, can you not, is this not painful for you? And I was like, no. <laughs> so that's when I found out my pain tolerance is extremely high. And that's uh, not very good because when something kind of aches, you shouldn't really consider it an afterthought. Yeah,
0: when you feel something pop and your back hurts, you
1: probably shouldn't keep playing tennis. Yeah. <laughs> wow that's uh that's pretty crazy but i mean going back to you know it's it's not that good of a thing to have a really high pain tolerance because if you walk out of this place today and you turn and roll and break your ankle i mean you want to know that that's going on Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's, it's it's really funny you know people come in here with all different kinds of you know things going on and things in their life and Ailments with their bodies and different signs and symptoms they're all experiencing. And one of the big things is that people, it's like they're trying to fight against pain. They're trying to fight against it all the time. Um, and whether they're taking medications or just looking for a, a more natural way to regain their health and well being, um, pain is actually not a bad thing. It lets us know our body that something's going on, something's wrong, and we've got to address the cause as to why it's happening it, so people think that the pain is the problem it's not necessarily that's not necessarily the problem there's something that is causing that effect to be happening, just like you. I mean, it affected your breathing, Christian. It I probably affected the way that you sleep, affected the way you walk, affected the way you stand, your posture, everything. So the, the pain wasn't actually the problem. It was because there was something like causing all that to happen too, your body letting you know that something was wrong. And that's really where we like to hang our hat, is that, okay, we, we understand the effects, we understand what's going on on the outside, but let's take a look on the inside. Let's see why this is truly happening in the first place because once you understand the cause and take care of the cause what happens to the effect gets better right yeah yeah absolutely so you know the initials for chiropractor is it's a dc but i always like to say it's for the doctor of cause why is this happening why is this going on why is this happening in the first place it's probably not because you don't have enough advil in your body it's probably not because you you know the good lord just accidentally put too many parts in your body or anything like that there's something that's literally causing this so let's take a look inside and see why it's happening in the first place Mm
0: Yeah, I feel like re- people are really quick to just take some kind of a painkiller because they have some kind of a back pain, whether it's just from sitting in a chair most of the day at work or, um, I mean, people can injure themselves literally doing anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I feel like people are really quick to just be like, oh, well, this is going to get me by instead of trying to fix the, make it long term and actually feel better without taking these. Prescription drugs or something.
1: Yeah. And I mean, in emerging situations, obviously, they're really good at that. But in recreating true health and true well being from the inside out, yeah, you can't work yourself, you can't get yourself out of a lifestyle problem trying to do
2: it in a chemical manner. Yeah. yeah. You gotta. Uh, I think obviously everyone would benefit from chiropractic care, but are there any sports or job jobs that would make you say yeah you probably need to be seeing someone regularly obviously golf probably i mean really tennis. S- just sports in general you especially anything general.
0: that's really like i guess a turning movement yeah which is like all most, sports which yeah. is most of them yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: i mean we can name we could name every sport and i could say yeah they typically have you know these common Issues with their lower spine, like basketball. I mean, running up and down a hard basketball court all the time, uh, typically their hips and their low backs are always a mess and shifted and subluxated out of place. Um, football, I mean, obviously, there's, I mean, there's, it's like going in one football game. If you make one tackle, that's like one car accident.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. multiply
1: that, you know, by getting hit every single play. Baseball, with all the torque and twisting, pitching, throwing, hitting, everything. Um, volleyball, you know, same thing, torquing, golf, torquing, gymnastics, extreme extension, hyperextension. So, I mean, every sport comes with its fair share of issues going on. Our world is so much different today than it was, I mean, just like 50 years ago, because the majority of the jobs that people have. It's a sitting job. Our bodies were never designed to sit still. We were never designed for, to sit for any length, any period of time. Couple that with technology, and technology is amazing. We're talking in this little box right now. It's going to go out to I mean, out to the world here in just a little while. But couple that, sitting with being on the computer, being on our cell phones. It, I mean, it is literally destroying our spines faster than anything has ever before in the history of the world. Because we're not moving like we should, our heads are going forward. It's, I mean, it, and it just causes so many different issues that are associated mm. with it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I feel like, especially smartphones and laptops and things are a lot different than like sitting in a movie theater or something where it's in front of you and you're not like straining your neck looking down or something the whole time.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't know the exact study, but it came out probably about a year or so ago saying, and this, is, this just blows my mind thinking about it, 10% of 10-year-olds now are getting irreversible changes to their neck because they got their heads down in their phones all the time. Uh, like 10% of 10 year olds are going to have chronic neck issues because they got their head. And it's, I mean, there's a diagnosis for now it's called text neck, text, T-E-X-T, text neck. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild, but you got to think, I mean, 10% of these 10 year olds right now, how many, I mean, how many is it going to be in 10 years from now? Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of parenting
0: now is, Oh, the kid's upset here take the iPad or the phone or something and play a game. And I mean, you're just starting them at a young age to, be addicted to technology so i don't i don't agree with that type of parenting but (laughs) i know that lots i know that a lot of people especially ones with crying children do that
2: yeah Um, the blessings and the crucible of technology yeah (laughs) i think it's dangerous because i think we're the only species that has so much power that we can change good or bad our own biology um and i took Microevolutionary courses at at ut and stuff and it's crazy to see how a a change can happen in the body for example you know we looked at depending on how much food was available the size of rats jaws changed and in our own bodies we can change our posture and we just better hope that our body can keep up with what is going on in society and i don't even know that's crazy to me to even think about.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the things like I've really like the past couple of weeks been really focused on, um, going to the gym and like working out and mostly on like my back strength, because I mean, I come see you like once a week mm-hmm. and then I go home and the next week I feel just as bad as I did the week before, but I feel like it's because my muscles are not accepting those changes because they're not strong enough to to really hold the changes in place and they're just like i come i get adjusted and then like the next day or two days later i'm back where i was and so i just i i don't it's nothing against chiropractic care because i think the chiropractic care because i feel better when i leave it's just that the changes are not long term at the moment because i've let my physical health i guess
1: get out of where it's where it needs to be 100 percent. i mean it's just like You're not going to just quit brushing your teeth, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't take care of them, you don't care for them like on a daily basis, they're going to rot out on you. I mean, same exact thing with our body. We don't take care of it on
2: a regular basis. It's going to do the same exact thing. There's no difference. Yeah. What's the relationship between chiropractic care and massage therapy? Do you think those are competing industries or do you think there's some overlap where you think there are uh, programs that you think people should be doing both Mm -hmm. or what's, what's the relationship there?
1: Good question. And that, that's a phenomenal question. So when we look at the neurospinal system, when we look at our biology and just how we're made with, especially the spine, there are three distinct layers. Whenever we look at it, the first layer, it's your muscular layer. So it's the one on the outside, helps keep the structure intact, helps your body move like it's supposed to helps everything work like it's supposed to. That's the outer layer. Second layer, that's the structural layer. So that's like the bones, the tendons, the ligaments, and the tissues that attach to and around our spine. So these, this top layer right here, that's where like your therapists work. That's where your physical therapists work. That's where your massage therapists work. And they do phenomenal work too why they work so well and the key difference in between them is that this very bottom layer, that's, that's the neurological layer. That's where we do the majority of our work is every single time we adjust a subluxated or a misaligned segment of the spine. Not only are we affecting those two, the top layers, but we're affecting the deep control core neurological layer. And that's truly where, the biggest difference comes in but why all of those can work so very well together yeah because you want to change the muscular layer and the structural layer but it's never going to have the long lasting change unless you affect the third core deep layer which is the neurological layer
2: hmm
0: i feel like the massage therapy like do your muscles have, like, a, a memory? And so, like, if you do come get adjusted, then they try to go back to that place that they have been, whereas if you go and get a massage or something, maybe that helps them relax and kind of ease out of that?
1: Yes, they can. We are creatures of habit, though. So if you uh, – and and you can do whatever you want to do, but if you don't change any type of the habits that you do outside of this place – it's not gonna be nearly as effective. So if somebody comes in and gets adjusted, which is phenomenal for their spinal health and for their overall well-being, but they go out of here and they eat a Big Mac for lunch and they sit on the couch and eat pizza for dinner and are on their computer and watch TV and then wash that down with a beer at nighttime, I mean, what we do is gonna be effective, but, but it could be astronomically more effective If that person left this office, went to the gym, got a quick workout, had a very good lunch, went home instead of being on the computer and on the TV all night, spent more quality time with their family and had a really good dinner. I mean, I mean, the person's health would be just 180 complete different. Yeah, I mean, I
0: feel like everything that you put into your body and everything that you do to it is all connected. I mean, it's all one piece of meat <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely <So. laughs> yeah you, and it, you can't you can't separate all of our cells they have the same exact genetic code skin cells nerve cells eye cells they all have the same exact genetic code inside of them they just express different things like your kidney cell and become your liver cell yeah, but if you took one of those cells out, it's the same genes because it's the same it's the same person, it's the same biological organism. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what's good for one cell is good for the entire organism.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, so I just kind of want to know what research that you've done. I know that you have done some research, especially with I think chiropractic care and maybe ADHD mm-hmm. and some stuff like that. Uh, would you care
1: to talk about that? So I don't have like anything published. I'm not a public researcher or anything, a published researcher. Uh, but I have done my research on how impactful a fully well-aligned spine and a very clear neurological system is so important for. And I'm not gonna get too nerdy or too technical or anything like that, but how critically important it is for cortical function for the brain to work exactly like it's supposed to. And there's study after study, and there's one of these books that I have on my desk all the time, you know, shows adjustment after adjustment, every single adjustment changes the way that our brain works, no doubt about it. Gotta go back, again, this is the most stressed out, Population that has ever walked the face of the earth. It's the most unhealthiest population. And this, is, again, its this isn't controversial. I mean, if we look at health statistics, everything, and especially Americans, we're the sickest population that's ever crossed the face of this earth. But humans in general right now are as well too. Lots of different reasons for that. We don't have to get into all that. But what I do know is that especially kids who have been subject uh, to tough entrances into the world, like whether it's vacuum birth um forceps aided delivery intervention type deliveries in the birth process um, even as far as uh, c-sections it puts a lot of stress and tension on the very upper parts of our neck what we also know is that our brain stem does extend down to the upper part of our neck too that's where all those higher processing things really collaborate and then send it up to the big part of our brain and then the back part of our brain too so if we think that these kids are pulled and yanked and twisted out of mom, and again, not pointing fingers, laying blame, anything like that, it potentially has saved the baby's life. It has potentially saved mom's life, and we can all be very grateful for that. Their, their goal at that point in time is not to ensure like proper spinal alignment and you know mm-hmm. making sure their spine looks really nice and pristine. It's to make sure baby's safe. It's to make sure mom's safe. And when we call, it, we can all be, like, eternally grateful for that. But what happens is that they start getting chronic ear infections, and then they can't sleep real good at nighttime, and then they're diagnosed with colic, and then respiratory issues, and then get tubes in their ears, and they get antibiotics for all these things. So we know from a very early stage, and, and there's a specific path that all these kids go on, so from a very early stage, we can almost always trace that back to some kind of intervention or trauma during the birth process. And there's research to back all this up too. But yet when they get into the, you know, five years old, six years old, seven year old, they're like, well, little Johnny just can't sit there. Little Johnny just can't focus. Little Johnny just can't concentrate. The problem that's happened is that they have grown and they have developed like in the most formative formative stages of their life they have been developing with their foot on the gas pedal part of their nerve system instead of being on the gas pedal and equally on the brake pedal. So we got two parts to our nerve system. we got the sympathetics, fight or flight. Like if, you know, we walked down back in the day, the paleolithic people, they walked down to the pond, they're getting a drink of water and a saber tooth tiger jumps out. They want to either try and fight this thing as hard as they can, or they want to run as far as they can to try and get away from the saber tooth tiger. If we're running away from that saber tooth tiger, we're not trying to be focused and concentrate on, you know, Boyle's law or, you know, any mathematic equation or trying to sit here and have the same conversation or to boost up our immune system. We're putting all of our energy out to our muscles to get us away from this thing as fast as we can. So that's the sympathetic, that's the gas pedal part of our nerve system. The other part, the parasympathetic, that's like the feeling that you have after the big turkey dinner. Rest and digest. Body's working like it's supposed to. It's digesting your food. Your immune system is boosted up a little bit. You're resting. Your body's being able to heal. Your body's being able to work exactly like it's supposed to. The problem is, especially in that very early stage, whenever they're pulled, yanked, twisted out of mom, whenever our body is subluxated like that, It puts us in a more sympathetic, dominant tone in our nerve system. When we are more in a sympathetic tone, it's harder to focus. It's harder to concentrate. It's harder to boost up our immune system. It's really good for us to move and bend and twist and run and, you know, play and all that. Like five and six-year-olds are supposed to. So we're not focused at that point of time in being able to sit here and concentrate. To be able to sit there and listen to the teacher whenever she's reading her books. Mm -hmm to be able to sit there and do our work and color our pictures and all that. What we know, what we know is that when we have a better alignment of our spine, when we clear out that neurological signal, it creates more balance in between the sympathetics, the fight or flight and the parasympathetics, the rest and digest. And when that happens, we are more able to engage the focus areas, the concentration areas, being able to truly, uh, you know, learn and grow and develop at that point in time. So kind of a long-winded answer to a question, but goes back to some, I mean, that's a neurological basis as to why we're seeing all these things happen. And even more importantly, why it's so critical for these kids to have regular chiropractic care and know and understand exactly what's going on with their little bodies as they grow and develop.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I feel like that's super important. Do
1: doctors like
0: recommend that they go get chiropractic care or is this like not super,
1: popular like a top, super popular topic it's, you know some do some don't there's uh there's some pretty big issues down in australia right now where they're trying to get chiropractors to not be able to see kids but really there's no one more suited to be able to serve the kids health and well-being and especially in a n- neurological spinal level than um, a very well-trained chiropractor who does see kids
0: okay uh i mean yeah i just feel like doctors are pretty quick to just Give them medicine,
1: you know, and it's no knock against them or anything like that. That's just the tools that they've got in their tool belt. Yeah, um, the tools I have in my tool belt are really good diagnostic testing and then very specific chiropractic adjustments. Cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's a super interesting topic that you could probably do an entire podcast on just by yeah. itself. So, we, yeah, we could go for several hours on yeah. just that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the doctors are definitely not just focused on making sure that the baby comes out as healthy as it can they're just trying to get the thing out most of the time and a lot i mean there's so many babies that are born any given day that they're probably like hey i gotta get this one out so i can go get the next one out (laughs) so they're just like as quick as we can get this baby out let's let's get it out so uh, i feel like that's definitely something that a lot of people probably don't know is that they can turn to chiropractic care but i don't know that it's necessarily something that's recommended by doctors or something either where if they go, they're like, oh, well, you should probably go see a chiropractor before we put you on medicine and just see if that helps. Instead, they're like, oh, yeah, here, let's write you this prescription real quick.
1: Yeah, not yet, not yet. But things like this, hopefully get the word out there and help more people
0: out. Yeah, maybe maybe one day, chiropractic care will be the, the answer. Let's hope.
2: Yeah. I mean, I have a few more questions that I'd be interested in finding the answers yeah. to. So, uh, how much overlap is there in the processes that you use for all your patients do you ask them like how specific do you get with what you do or is there just a general structure of what you do um i know when i went through the months of of alignments it was always the same thing Mm -hmm. so are you asking someone specifically what you do what ailment do you have um for someone like my father who's uh, not necessarily disabled, but he did have acromegaly. And so his a lot of his joints are technically out of socket. Mm-hmm. How do you go around stuff like that? What exactly is the overlap with all the patients?
1: Um, yeah, there is some overlap. But one of the things that really separates everything that we do here is the test that we do in the back. So before we do anything, we'll do um, their scans. So they look at... I, I equate it and I give the analogy, especially to new people in the office. We're looking at how well your nerve system is connected inside of you. A lot like a cell phone signal, the stronger the signal, the better your cell phone works stronger. The nerve signal connection between your brain and your body, the better your body has a chance to work. If we have Christian, if we were sitting here having the same conversation and we only had a one bar signal on our cell phone, how would that conversation go? Probably not very well. Yeah. Not like it's designed, right? We don't need to get a brand new cell phone, though. We need a better what? Yeah, exactly, better signal. Same exact thing. So that's what the tests back there do. Um, I've got our neurological scans. We do bilateral weight scales, too. So we have two weight scales right next to each other. If you think about it, if we're standing equal weight on each side, I mean, it should be, Christian, let's say you weigh 150 pounds. It should be 75 on the right, 75 on the left. Mm -hmm. Okay, majority of people don't. Just because we sit too much, we've got too much stress on us, we don't take care of our bodies like we should. Majority of people, when their spines again shift out of alignment, it puts the entire balance of your body out. So majority of people are initially initially at least like ten to fifteen pounds off.
2: Really? Yeah. Which is that is, much. Yeah okay
1: yeah it's and it's it's really wild to see but the coolest thing is to see that change and improve and get better by going through a regular schedule of care and then obviously we do x-rays here too you're not going to go to the dentist and then diagnose you with a mouthful of cavities without them taking some x-rays right yeah you'd be like you know you don't take x-rays you're full of crap i don't have any cavities in my teeth well actually here's the objective information that yeah you've got like 15 cavities out of your 32 teeth i don't know how many teeth we got a bunch though Same exact thing. We're not going to start adjusting somebody unless we have all the data, all the information, everything that we know. So it can be specific as to exactly what's going on with you. But more importantly, where your spine has shifted out of place, where it's degenerating, where it's rotting, where it's diseased the most. So we can make changes and improvements there to potentially have the impact to be able to improve your overall health and well-being. So everybody, I mean, literally everybody's different. If it's, You know, a baby that comes in this place, obviously, Ryan, she's not going to need as much care as if, you know, you were 25 years old coming in this place and never been to the chiropractor because they don't have the stress of life on them. Mm -hmm. But we do our scans. Obviously, we're not going to do an x-ray on like a two-month-old or anything like that. But we got the scans, so we got the data to show improvement and we do those regularly too. So again, no guessing with anything that we do. We want to know and understand, okay, you're getting better in this area and it always inevitably happens if we start to straighten up one area, another area that wasn't as as critical in the beginning, but will, you know, show some life that it's not lined up like it should. So then we'll move areas, yeah, continue to improving it better. So what are the,
2: what were the top reasons for the weight imbalance? So when, when your
1: spine, instead of it being all lined up and balanced, whenever it has misaligned, whenever one of the bones is misaligned or multiple of them has misaligned, it creates a perception issue, especially within your brain and creates balance issues. And in, in um, the Reality Check, this book that I'm reading, it showed some really, really, really good research on the geriatric population. They were doing, wasn't necessarily bilateral weight scale, but it was a test very similar to that. And improving that through getting their spine back realigned and better helped out with fall prevention, helped out with them creating more balance in their ability to walk, uh, being able to lift up their feet more. So was, yeah, really mind blowing type stuff.
2: Yeah, I I would never have guessed ten to fifteen pounds. But. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it it never ceases to blow my mind. You know, we'll get like a seemingly healthy high school kid in here. We had one uh, football player. His first visit was the other day, and his was like 18 pounds off.
2: Yeah, he's 16 years old. Is that just a a posture issue, or could that be um, due partly to muscle imbalances? I know playing tennis, every player favors a side, and they'll just build up muscle on one side. Could it be due to something like that? Potentially. Yeah.
1: And, and there's a couple of other factors in there too. Um, It could be, you know, if they have like foot issues and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But again, even with those, you got to think if you've got a foot issue, you're going to be favoring one side over the other. And that's going to cause your back to shift out of place because it's trying to compensate for everything below and everything Mm -hmm. above. And, and the reason that I can be so confident in saying that is because we can do that test the first time. And then redo it again in a couple of weeks, and it starts to improve and get better. And then you can redo it again in a couple of weeks, and then it continues to improve and get better until we get to that balanced point. But our body is always, I mean, it's it's always striving for a state of balance. Sometimes it just needs some help getting back to that state of balance, and that's what we're good at. Cool, that's, that's really interesting.
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't remember doing a bilateral. We yeah scale. we we didn't we've we probably just started that. Yeah, within the last couple of years or so. Okay. Yeah, we should do one the next time you're in here. That would be interesting.
0: Huh. Because I always felt like, with especially with kicking in college, that I favored one side over the other. And I could see where football players, especially O-linemen, where they're constantly leaning in on one direction, whether it be left or right, depending on what side they're playing. Like, I could see how they could definitely favor one side heavier than the other. Yep. So... Huh. That's really interesting. I didn't know you had a bilateral weight scale back there. I do remember we did the uh the I don't remember which test it is. It's the one that has the chart of your spine that has the mm-hmm. graphs on each side yeah. or something. Um is that measuring like the electrical
1: signals that your brain is sending to those nerves? Yes. Okay. So it's it, yeah, it is. And we don't have to get too sciencey or nerdy or anything, but It's measuring the electrical activity being sent from the muscles that surround the spine through the nerves into the spinal cord, up to the brain, your brain being able to get those messages and send the correct ones back out. So it's measuring circuitry pretty much. That's cool. Yeah. Huh. I wasn't sure how it
0: worked
2: necessarily. That's pretty cool. Okay. Do you want to ask your question? (laughs) Sure. Okay. So I've noticed on YouTube, there's, a new genre that popped up, and it's all these old chiropractic and medical instructional videos that have millions of views now. What do you attribute that interest to? And, you know, do you think that's helpful to people in, in kind of seeing what they could go through? I know a lot of people are scared to go because it, they don't know I what's like going to happen I to I feel them, like a but, lot of
0: people are afraid to get injured.
2: Yeah. Because, I mean, your spine's an important
0: thing, and a lot of people may not you know put that as number one on their list of most important things on their body but they know that their spine's important and they know that having you, you know their back not hurting is something that is good and i feel like a lot of people may have a misconception where they're like well i'm not going to go let someone pop my back like i can do that myself or mm-hmm. you know something. what's like really
2: that. popular is like the uh i guess they call them like crack compilations i've never of, of seen the, a crack compilation uh, yeah. i have seen a lot
0: of the chiropractic videos that pop up and it's always have, some person usually in like the la california area and they're either you know having some youtube celebrity on or it's some like a life-changing chiropractic care deal yeah. where like I, I think the one of the first ones i saw was there was this um younger kid who hadn't been able to like walk or stand up or something for several years and like when he he looked like he his head was like at his waistline he was his back was in such bad shape and i mean there's some serious cracking going on in that one but there's i mean that's a life-changing a life-changing treatment
1: Uh, so i i think getting stories like that out there are like absolutely critical um it's especially Especially with what we do as chiropractors, more people, I mean, literally need to hear those stories because how different was that kid's life after he went and saw that chiropractor and how many more people were dealing with the same exact thing that potentially, you know, saw some hope, saw some light to be able to do that. I think some of those videos are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to see like any more chiropractors adjusting women in yoga pants. I mean, to <laughs> let's be honest here. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, is that I think it helps to pull the veil back just a little bit but I think some of the things that are put out there, I mean, it's just like with anything, there's lots of ridiculous stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do, I I think it helps to pull the veil back some, um, especially getting those really good stories out there like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, also people put things on there that could potentially, you know, harm and not look real good to the profession either.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's always that kind of a danger when you put stuff out on the internet. Uh, but I do know that in that video with that guy, uh, I think one of the, like the next to last times or something he showed up and he could actually stand up straight and walk and they were like you are way taller than I thought you would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because he, he was so hunched over at when he first showed up that I mean he yeah. was
1: probably a foot or foot and a half shorter than what he would normally be just cuz he couldn't stand up straight. Yeah, at least um And so that kid, he's actually from somewhere in Southern California, but he went all the way over to Australia to get, to get care. Oh, that, uh, that guy's in Australia, that chiropractor. Yeah. The one that, yeah, the one that uh, he went and saw. And then I I don't, I don't remember the kid's name in that video, but he has either since gone to chiropractic school or has, has graduated from chiropractic school. I mean,
0: yeah, that's a life changing experience and that would make you want to give back to a profession that helps you where you could actually function again. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, that was that's a good story. I didn't know the end of that story after that video that I saw, but yep. that's pretty cool.
2: I uh I found the video, top one, the best loud chiropractic crack uh <laughs> cracks and adjustments. Yeah, I mean, this has got to go
0: with the ASMR stuff that's been
2: 11 million views. Do you ever just align somebody and it's very loud and you're like, "Okay, that was that was a good one."
1: <laughs> there, there are yeah, that does happen. Okay. Yeah, probably does. with
2: me every week.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I know whenever he first cracks my back, he's like, wow, yeah, you needed to come in. <laughs> Always a good day to be adjusting. Yep. That's funny. Yep. I mean, just, I don't know. It's such a lifestyle change going from playing football in college to just sitting at a job most of the day. And I try to, like, be up and move around as much as I can. But, I mean, a lot of times, you know, you're working on something on the computer and you may sit there for a couple of hours and then you look up and you're like, oh, it's been four hours since I stood up. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. It's just it's just something that you kind of have to learn to deal with, whether that may be getting a standing desk or something to combat some of the sitting. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Chiropractic care just definitely... Definitely beneficial, whether
1: people think so or not. A lot of the time, yeah, yeah, we get those people in here. I mean, we're not talking about you know like the Easter Bunny or anything. You got twenty four movable bones in your spine. It protects your spinal cord, which is one of the most important connections inside of you. The more aligned, the straighter your spine is, the healthier that your body is, the healthier that your nerve system can work. Anybody can benefit from it. You know, the baby that was just pulled out a mom or the grandma who's 90 years old. And we see the gamut of everybody in here. We've gotten into a good good niche of seeing full families and everything, which is great. I like hanging out with families and I like seeing the benefit that it has on them inside of this office but more importantly outside of this office that's really what drives my passion is to you know see a mom who can chase after her kids and the kids you know not have to miss excessive days of school because they're sick and not feeling good and allergies and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's uh that's fun to watch
2: that's awesome other than spinal issues what else is going on with the human body currently is typing doing anything to our hands or are new sports doing anything to our Knees or ankles? I don't, I don't really know what's going on.
1: Uh, I mean, it, it really now, it's not those big traumatic injuries, but it's the day-to-day micro-traumas, like if sitting at your desk typing too much. Um, you know, little kids learning how to walk and they fall 50 times a day. If, if either one of us or any of us fell 50 times a day, you know, we'd be in lots of trouble Mm -hmm. quick. Um, but it's, so it's not necessarily like the big major trauma issues anymore, but it's the, it's the day to day lifestyle issues that have a collective total impact on either how much health we produce or how much sickness we produce. Cool. Um, do
0: you have anything else that you'd like to ask? No. I'm do you have anything else you'd like to talk I've about? Learned a lot. Man, I don't know. We covered a bunch. We did. Yeah. Uh, I have one more question. Um, do you have
1: like one success story that stands out above all the others? Uh, man, there they are. There have been some just phenomenal things that have happened over the years. And, I mean, we could sit here for several more hours and talk about all of them. Um, but one of them, I'll, I'll talk about a little girl who's coming in right now. And she is, oh, I guess she just turned either four or five months old. I think, as a matter of fact, I think she turned five months old yesterday. Um, But she she was a C-section baby. And again, no pointing fingers, lame blame, anything like that. Uh, But their biggest main concern and issue is that she was like excessive, excessively spitting up. Like after every feeding, it was like exorcist baby just uh, just everywhere. And uh, she's been in here for three weeks now, and her excessive spitting up has reduced by like 50%, which is really cool to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and again, it's not anything magical that we're doing, but we did our scans on her. It showed exactly what I thought. Whenever a baby is pulled, yanked, twisted out of mom, it affects the very upper part of her neck, and it affects like right where our neck meets our shoulders too, and those areas really lit up. You could tell that they were severely misaligned and then putting lots of pressure on, on the nerves that come out from there, which the nerves from right up here, they go down to our heart, our lungs, and our stomach get that better start seeing change getting her adjusted which is very 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 specific with kids and the amount of pressure that we use to adjust especially infants it's like the amount of pressure that you would put placing your finger on your eye without pushing your eye in so it's very very gentle i mean we're talking like less than a couple of pounds of pressure so do you mostly use your hands
0: with infants or is it some tools or something too or just mostly hands yeah
1: hands um again i'm kind of an old school chiropractor i like to use my hands um you know, every technique is good, but that's the one that I prefer to use is, is using my hands. I feel that, that they get better adjustment with that. Um, so that's, uh, that's really made a big improvement in her life. Uh, you know, story after story like that, another little girl, um, not too long. And that story is right there in front of you, Christian. Um, like inconsolable crying, colic, stuff like that. I mean, literally, like after her first two adjustments, she was a brand new baby. Um, so stuff like that you don't understand how tough it is having a baby who's inconsolable and having like the mother feeling that she is just insignificant and there's nothing that she can do to make this baby better. And then giving her a baby back that, you know, just wants to be with her and coo and all. I mean, that's all a mom wants. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, stories like that, they never get old, but those, I mean, that, that's literally why I do what I do. It just fuels my passion because I know there's a whole lot more kids out there than just those two whose moms and dads are dealing with the same exact
0: things. For sure. I mean, I'm sure that's a widespread thing and it's not just a couple cases and, you know, you have success stories from like two or three. I mean, I'm sure there's a wide range of stories that you could tell where, you've drastically changed not only a child's life but you know the parents as well so that's awesome well thank you for sitting us down with us today and talking this is awesome man um, it,
1: was. it was it was really good thanks for inviting me
0: you bet wow Thank you, Dr. Rigsby, for letting us come by and interview you. That was a ton of fun. We had a really good time with that episode. If this is your first time listening to a question at hand podcast, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends, share it on social media. You can tag us at question at hand on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's really appreciated. Let us know. Just let us know that you're listening to the podcast. Um if you would like to listen to some of our other podcasts we have um a couple that i could probably recommend which is uh ever had a weird dream is one of our favorite ones and then we've done two investigative episodes so far we have one that is game of thrones season eight hate and we have one that is remote viewing isn't real uh and those are those are two that we've produced really well um i'm really proud of both of those episodes And I hope that you guys will stick around and continue to listen to our podcast, subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on 10 platforms and those can all be found at anchor.fm slash question at hand. And other than that, guys, I think that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, And we'll hope to see you guys in the next episode.